What's up, everybody? This is Tim Green from the Dividend, the premier social-emotional learning project for boys in Memphis. And I'm here with Ina Esco, a Verbally Effective Podcast. Janine Gordon is a native Memphian who graduated from Central High School and the University of Memphis. After graduating with a B.A. in communication, Janine served 10 and a half years in several roles, including assistant program director, entertainment reporter, community affairs host and morning news anchor for Clear Channel Communications in Memphis and New Orleans. Janine enjoys shopping, especially for shoes, traveling and fishing in bass tournaments with her father. Janine has combined her love for talking with being the traffic anchor and hosting love songs on 103.5 WRBO. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco here, hanging out for episode 75 with my girl, Janine Gordon, the media queen of Memphis. What's up, Janine? Well, I did not know I was a media queen. You are. I will take that. (laughs) I'm good. I'm so glad you came by the pod. Now, what people don't know, well, some people may know me and Janine go way back. Way, way back, baby. To our Clear Channel days. It's not even called Clear Channel no more. It's like uh, something else. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when I first met you, I thought you was just so gorgeous in real life. I said, oh, she's cute in real life. Hey, Janine Gordon. And you were real cool and have been the same ever since so. and you know what when I first saw you I was like is that my cousin because <laughs> uh, I think we could be cousins we are related somehow somewhere. some kind of way yeah yeah and um I mean once we started talking yeah. I just realized that you were just a really down-to-earth really cool person and I was like okay I don't have very f- many female friends yeah but I could probably call you a friend and I'm calling you a friend now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. So that's how how far back we go. Yes. Now, Janine, how we start every pod Mm -hmm. with my guests is a little history lesson on the guests. So what part of Memphis are you from originally? I am from all over. All over. But if I were to pick a part, um, then it would be South Memphis. South Memphis. Because... That is where um, my mother and my father grew up. So it was Glenview, South Memphis, right down the street. Um, My mother went to Booker, Washington. Okay. My dad, on the other hand, (laughs) went to um, Catholic school. Did he? Yeah, he went to Father Bertrand. Okay. But it was still in South Memphis on Kerr Avenue. Okay. So, yeah. So, I would claim South Memphis before anything else. But I moved all over the city from Raleigh. Oh, wow. Um, my grandmother was from North Memphis. Hubert Circle, Springdale. Y'all better stand I know what's Springdale. Springdale. Yeah, my uncle, Todd. Ooh, wee, wee from Tennessee. Yeah, ooh, you've wee, probably wee. seen him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm from all over Memphis. So okay. I claim all parts of the city. Where did you go to high school? I went to Central High School. Okay. The high school. There they I go. A warrior. Yes, go. <laughs> to the day I die. University of Memphis Tiger. Go Tigers. Go. What's up, Coach Penny? <laughs> look at look at look at Janine. Ah. Okay, Janine Gordon Central, the Central High School. Yes, ma'am. What what kind of activities were you involved in in school? Let's see. I was first of all, I was a talker. So um, I got put out in the hall a lot. No, I don't yeah. believe it. Oh my goodness, I got U's and N's and conducts in PE. You. Mm-hmm. 
because I talked all the time. I couldn't be quiet. Um, but uh, I was a cheerleader. Okay. I tried to be a majorette. That didn't work out too well. I enjoyed being a cheerleader. I played basketball, but that you was in Catholic ball. school. I went to St. John Catholic School okay. right there on Lamar. Okay. So you think of Bethel Grove. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to St. John. I was a starting forward. Every time I tell someone, hey, I went to St. John. They was like, really? <laughs> yes. On Lamar Avenue, <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. So I played basketball for a little while and mm -hmm. uh, got out of that. And then I just decided to um, do the talking thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so you graduated from Central. Mm -hmm. You already knew you wanted to go to University of Memphis. Was that your first and only that option? Was not my first no? and only option. Not at all. I didn't even want to go to the University of Memphis. I actually wanted to go to Howard initially mm -hmm. and then Spelman was my other option because I had a cousin who graduated from Spelman. But then, you know what happens? You get into a relationship. You think you're just so mm -hmm. in love. I had this little boyfriend. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I want to stay home. I want to stay close <laughs> to him. <laughs> well, um, I bet yeah. your mama got on your ass about that. She did. But I also wanted to go to the military because two of my girlfriends okay. went to the military. And uh, we were going to do it together as a trio. Mm -hmm. They went, my mother said, if you go to the military, you can pack your bags and leave my house dang, today. Dang, So I didn't do that option. Okay. And then the other option was stay here with the uh, no good dude. Okay. So you stay with the no go good the dude. It was in Memphis. <laughs> 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 what was your major? I was a communi communications major, I guess. No, you know what? No, I wasn't. I I was undecided going in. Okay. And then I said I was not going to do what my mother did. And okay. she was in communications. And then I said, well, no, I'm going to be a science major. And honey, I couldn't put together H2O half the time. I said, well, oh, I'm going to do that. And I said, let me do what I know I can do best and talk. And so I said, I'll be a communications major. And voila, I graduated. Voila. Yes. So right when you graduated, did you immediately get into a job in the communications field? No. No. Tell me about no. it. <laughs> so me. I have had, Lord have mercy, the jobs I have had. Uh, I worked at the Pier Restaurant. Okay. I was a cocktail waitress at Harris Casino. Mm. I also worked in um, my family's company, which was Gordon's Cosmetics. It was mm -hmm. a hair company. So they manufactured flow locks, which is still on the market to this day, Lana Silk hand and body lotion. Wow. They sold to uh, companies like CMP mm -hmm. and to some other um, small beauty shops in Mississippi, Arkansas, and here in uh, Tennessee. So um, I did that, worked in when I can tell you a sweltering hot <laughs> um, building in the summer, mm. making those products. So I did that. I, um, uh, was also a, a supervisor there at the casino mm -hmm. after I became a dealer. So mm -hmm. uh, I did that. And then I went on. I worked at Baptist Hospital as a monitor technician. So okay. I worked with the cardiac patients. Okay. Then I went on to work in the sleep lab as a polysomnograph technician. Oh, wow. So those who would come in with uh, sleep disorders, I would monitor them. Those uh, who had children with SIDS, mm -hmm. we would monitor them. And... Um, believe it or not, I also worked with men who had um, sexual dysfunction. Oh, yeah. So we measured tumescence. So, you know, when a man goes into REM sleep, he 
is erect. So that's when you go in and measure his tumescence. And this is actually part of the sleep study. So that's what I did for four Wait a minute. Years. Let's yeah. talk about the tumescence again. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. you said when they go to sleep. When they go into their REM stage, that's when they dream. So okay. that's that rapid eye movement, REM. Mm-hmm. So when they go into REM, for men, that's when they have the rigidity of their penis. And so it's called tumescence. And you had to measure and it? you have to go in and measure. With a ruler? Well, it wasn't a ruler. Actually, it was real simple. <laughs> they put a little, you know, those little cups where they give you to take your medicine, the little pills when yeah. you're in the hospital. And it's like, here, take this. So we put that on the end of something, and we went in and measured. And listen, that was an interesting it job. Was an interesting job because uh, <laughs> not only that, you know, children uh, and uh, young babies with SIDS or infants of those who had SIDS, men who had um, some type of, you know, mm-hmm. issue. And then those who had sleep apnea, those mm-hmm. who um, had narcolepsy, it was all done in the sleep lab. So I did that oh, for wow. four years and um, I did a lot. I worked in Memphis Public Library. Mm-hmm. I worked at the Cordova branch and the main branch. Did library. you like working at the library? I loved it. I loved it. I was always told I did not look like a librarian. <laughs> and I don't really know what a librarian looks like, but I wore some flat shoes and I had some glasses on. And I didn't wear real sexy clothes. So I was yeah. like, I feel like a librarian, but I may not look like one. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, from being a waitress to everything else in between. Yes. Um, I applied for law school at one time. I can I see you being a lawyer. I promise yeah. I can see you being a lawyer I right now. I be one. And then studied and got accepted. And then they didn't give me the money. And I said, well, eh. Okay. Oh, wow. Then television called my name. And okay. then I went to television. So I've done radio, television, and everything else. Wow. Where was your first radio gig? It was K97. That was the first one? That was like the morning first show yes. first? How yes. did it happen, Janine? I actually, uh, I was looking for a job. And so Bobby OJ of WDIA said, mm-hmm. well, you can do traffic. And mm-hmm. I said, sound good to me? Mm-hmm. I'll do it. So what I did for Mike Evans in the morning, I pulled his CDs for him mm-hmm. and stacked them. I remember them CDs. You know, I would stack them. And then as I stacked his music, got everything together for him, I would come over there and tell you there's an accident on uh, Poplar Avenue. Okay. And then I'll go back and pull Mike's CDs again. And that's how I got in the business. Wow. And I think I was making, I don't know, $7 an hour, mm-hmm. but I was working at the casino. So I would leave radio. Okay. At 9 o'clock, I would have to be at the casino at 11. So I worked 11 to 7 there at the casino. Okay. And so that's what I did for several years. And actually, throughout my career, I've always worked two jobs. I sold real estate Mm -hmm. for Cry Like Realtors. And um, I've always worked two jobs. Even Mm -hmm. when I went into television, I was still doing radio and working uh, at night doing love songs and then going to television in the morning and then Mm -hmm. leaving television and going to the library. So at that mm-hmm. time, I had three jobs. So I've always done a lot of work. Wow. You know, as women, we, we got to get our hustle on in numerous ways. In this yeah. type of business, especially. We do. And, you know, but at the end of the day, as I look back on my life, I always say there was one thing I always neglected. And that was myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've had a number of health issues. Mm-hmm. And it was always, man, I could have like slow down a little bit. I mm-hmm. could have given up on something, um, but I didn't. And I just, you know, I've battled uh, cancer and, and everything else in between, but it always came at um, a time where someone was like, well, you need to get in here and get this checked. 
And I'm like, okay, I don't have time for that right mm. now. I'll get back with you on that. Wow. And there was one lady when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she was just like, no, you get in here, and you come and get this mammogram. And I was like, okay, ma'am, I'll be in there next week. Mm. And actually, I believe she saved my life. She really mm-hmm. did because I was able to get checked, find out I had breast cancer, mm-hmm. get everything treated, and move on with my life mm-hmm. and stay busy. Mm-hmm. I hadn't slowed down. No, you have not slowed down. (laughs) Now, at the time that you did get um, the mammogram that Mm -hmm. you really needed, were you feeling some kind of way that was like you had a concern? Were you? Mm -mm. It was just you needed that mammogram. No, let me tell you what it was. I went back to my old OBGYN. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him in about six years. I was going to someone else. Just wasn't happy with him. And I I went back to him and he said, well, Janine, we're going to do a full workup on you. And I was like, Sounds good to me. Blood mm-hmm. work, mammogram, you know, the usual stuff that we get as women, right? Mm-hmm. That pelvic exam that you hate is like, what you Ugh. <laughs> stirrups. Okay. And I was just like, I'm cool with that. And so he just ordered all of the usual tests, and mm-hmm. that's how it happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when he But came, I never had a lump in my breast or anything. Nothing. Never felt any pain. There was no discoloration. The things that they tell you to look out for, I didn't have any of that. And I am the first woman in my family on both sides to have wow. breast cancer. And so, you know, I always thought, well, you know, if it was going to happen to someone, I'm glad that it happened to me. Wow. It changed my life. It really did. How did you feel when you got the news from the doctor? Woo! Well, it's How did he break me. it to you? Um, well, she told me. Um, she said, I'll give you a call. And it was 48 hours later. And she gave me a call. I was watching Judge Judy. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she said, I have some news for you. And just her tone, I was just like, okay, I have breast cancer, right? She said, yes, you have stage two breast cancer, and um, we want to get you in here to see the treatment. And, you know, as soon as I got off the phone, I cried tears. Mm. Lord have mercy. I think I tried, I slipped on my tears when I tried to get out of the bed. But um, I called my mother, and then I called my dad, and I said, we'll get through this. Mm -hmm. And they said, you're right, we'll get through this, and Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. And I'm okay. Now, listen, I've had other bouts. You know, I have the scars from my throat where um, there was a bout of throat cancer Mm. and then the breast cancer. So I can go down from my throat to my breast. And um, then I recently had a scare that I probably hadn't shared this with anyone uh, with uterine cancer. So then I had to uh, have everything removed. It's all gone. Everything. Lord have mercy. Everything. (laughs) Oh, it changed your life. For the way way to be to change your life. Hold on, change your life. life. What kind of change? Well, there's no more going to the store to pick up, going down that little aisle. The pads. The tampons. No more having any little incidents or anything. And the belly gets a little flatter and the sex gets a little bit better. Oh, really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot better. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're a survivor, Janine. You have been through it and still on the grind. I am Emery's daughter, and I have every reason in the world to continue to survive. You do. And do and go and uh, persevere. 
Yes, Mm ma'am. Now, speaking of uh, Janice, your mom. Now, what I have noticed about you and like some of my fondest memories, I remember one time um, I went to uh, a male review show that you and your mother was hosting. Mm -hmm. And to hear mother and daughter on those (laughs) microphones cut up for the ladies, you guys are an awesome tag team. Yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> if you would have asked me beforehand, hey, do you think you and your mother will ever do like a male review show? Absolutely not. I could not allow my mother hear me say, <laughs> and then she would say it all of it. And I said, well, yes. Okay. And it was so hype. Yeah. How would you describe your relationship with your mom? My mother, Lord have mercy, that woman is like my my champion, my queen, my my everything. And I know that is so shallow for some people, but when you think of your everything, when you think you cannot breathe, when you think you cannot function, when you think you cannot even do, say, or be who you are without a person, yeah. that is my mother. Whatever, whenever I have ever needed her to do, be, go, see, Mm. it doesn't matter. She Mm. was always there Mm. and she's always been there. Now, mind you, I, my mother and I throughout my entire life have talked on the phone every day, three or four times a day. And sometimes it's, what you doing? Nothing. Okay. I'll talk (laughs) to you later. Mm. Hour later. What you doing? Laying in the bed. Oh, okay, then. What the dog's doing? Nothing. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. And the next day, if she doesn't talk to me, I'm calling the police. I ain't heard from you all day long. Oh, wow. Ma, I just talked to you last night at 10. <laughs> Why I got to talk to you again? It's 7 o'clock in it's the morning. It's like that. I ain't heard from you. I'm calling the police. You better call me. You know, so we've had that relationship uh, throughout my entire life. And, uh, man, I wouldn't change that wow. little bitty thing for yeah. anything in the world. If they said... Janine, you could have all the money in the world to change and give you a new mother. I would stay broke and would not accept it. I know that's I would right. keep the one that I have. I love you guys' relationship. I love it. Always. I love it. Now, Janine, we've heard you on the radio over the years in Memphis. We've seen you on TV over the years. How are you enjoying television right now? I love television, but I will be honest because uh, I'm here verbally affected. You got to be verbally affected. Um, radio is my first love. So radio is like that baby I never had and nurtured. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw my growth in radio. I love television and it's it's a different baby. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. Mm-hmm. more of my personality always comes out in radio than Definitely. it does in television. Yeah. However, with Bluff City Life now, more of my personality can come out as I showcase all of these people and all of these great events and organizations that are mm-hmm. happening because people always say, man, there's never anything good going on in this city. I said, where do you live? Right. They there's like to say that in Memphis. Going on. Yes. And so um, Bluff City Life has allowed more of my personality, my radio personality to come out. Did you create Bluff City Life? I did not. Okay. They basically created the show for me. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we had new management come in and say, hey, 
this seems like a perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It's a perfect fit for me. Yeah. Because I am able to really meet so many fascinating people. And I was born mm-hmm. and raised in Memphis. And I'm still amazed by the people in this city, those who uh, come here after a visit and decide they want to live here. Mm-hmm. Those who lived here all their lives and decide they can do more for their city, mm-hmm. for their communities. And the young people who are really making a difference and mm-hmm. the artists, the musicians who, um, you know, when they go to L.A. and they go to New York mm-hmm. and they go to Nashville and they say, oh, you from Memphis? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. You got something there. Okay. You know, so it just amazes me. We always know about the talented people, but um, a lot of people are still like Memphis. OK, now they're recognizing us. So now they are. I love it. Yes, Bluff City Live. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. Now let's get into some of these current events. Let's okay. get into some of these current events. Now, um, I know um that you kind of keep up with some of the juicy gossip with these celebrities. Did you hear about Stevie J and Faith Evans breaking <laughs> up? Oh my god. I thought it was real. You thought it was real for real. I really did. And because I'm going to tell you, I've seen so many fake marriages and and, Mm -hmm. and different things like that um, out there. But when I saw them together, it's like I looked at the way she looked at him and I said, "Okay." You saw chemistry when you saw them, too. Yes. On Love and Hip Hop. No, they were doing this. Was a oh, they had like interview. a spinoff. Yeah, this was a separate okay. interview and they were kind of sitting there and I was like, OK, I feel this. I feel this. I I think it's real. Girl, you didn't think it was real. Girl, I, I maybe thought maybe 30 percent because they said Stevie J got a bit. Yeah. And I said maybe because of that. But I couldn't think it was because of anything else. Because he was such a whore. Yeah, but I at, for some reason I felt like he wanted to change for faith because they said they had been Girl, friends for bah. so long. No, okay. no, but they saying that they I've broke up before, now. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> you been fooled before? I've been fooled before, so <laughs> maybe I'm not the best. Oh my God, today <laughs> of a person. Oh so my God. I could be wrong. Well, also in current events, did you get a chance to check? I know, I know you wake up early as hell, but did you get a chance? No, 2.30. 2.30. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Did you see the Democratic debate last night? I saw it. And, you know, when there are 10 people on a stage, Ten. it's really hard to grasp um, everyone's true ideology. Mm-hmm. And what I had an issue with was I was like, who's the lady in the red? Who's the the bald man on the end? Is that the mayor of New York down there? Well, when are they going to talk? What are they going to say? And so everything (laughs) focused on, you know, Castro and Booker and all of that. And then they said that um, uh, who was the winner? Um, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren won. And I was like, Lord, um, Yeah, so I had to turn it off just because I was so disengaged because Mm -hmm. they weren't, in my opinion, allowing everyone to speak. And I know. Yeah, it did seem like that. You got 30 seconds. Okay, but the lady in the red, uh, the former soldier, she just stood there like a soldier, like a statue. And I was like, well, she's not going to say anything. (laughs) And the poor bald man on the end, I still don't know who he is to this day. Right. The former somebody, somebody. Somebody. Somebody, grandpa. He just stood there and he kept on saying, hello, hello, hello. 
So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Uncle Bernie, Grandpa Bernie, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Joe, and uh, that team go at it. I know. That's I can't wait to see the Republican debate. Who's going to go head up with Trump? You know what? I'm, to be honest, mm-hmm. and this is my opinion, people. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is um, strong enough or has the balls to go up against, to Trump. Go up against him right now. That's going to be interesting because I, I haven't heard of another Republican candidate yet. Or has it any been announced? If they've announced it, they've announced it like this. For real. That's a that's a shine. That's how they announced it. That's a goddamn <laughs> shame. Now, speaking of Trump, um, you know how like um, NBA finals just happened mm-hmm. and the Raptors like, Psh, fuck that. I'm not going to the White House. Mm-hmm. The U.S. women's soccer team, you know. She said, yeah. Did you hear about that? House. She was like, I'm not going to the fucking White House. And he basically responded. Was like, <laughs> he, was like, he don't give a damn. <laughs> well, here's the thing with I've never known a president in my um, lifetime to respond to so many trivial things. Yes. You know, when you can respond to someone saying they don't like you, imagine all of the presidents. Let me think back to Jimmy Carter. Let me think back to Reagan. Let me think back to George H. George W. Clinton. If they responded to every time, let's go back to Obama. Baby. Every time somebody said, I don't like that one. Oh, my God, you're awful. And every time they said, oh, you don't like me? If you too. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord have mercy. What is this? A kid's game? No, this is the president of the United States. This mm-hmm. is our democracy. This is not how you want to see or we want our nations to see us. And so sometimes I think um, he's making a mockery of our mm-hmm. system. Where others, I'm sure they will disagree. But when you are the president of the United States, you are held to a higher level. You're supposed to be. And you are supposed to act in a certain respect that is respectful of the office, respectful of the nation. And so every time you get on Twitter and act like you're two, (laughs) um, sometimes that just makes not only you look bad, Mm -hmm. but it makes us look bad. Real bad. So it's something I wish could be. A little bit more controlled, yes. especially for someone who's in the media. And, you know, I really abstain from saying anything at all just because it's always a fight. And I'm not mm-hmm. always in for a fight uh, for a man who can mm-hmm. do his own battle. Right. So I, I try to stay out of those floodwaters. Uh, I'm not trying to get you in the floodwaters. No. But uh, <laughs> do you think he may be president again in 2020? I didn't think he was going to be president at all. <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> because it was based on all of the poll numbers. And the poll numbers said mm-hmm. that Hillary is going to win. She's going to win. We just so knew Hillary was going to win. I can't pay attention to the poll numbers yeah. now that are saying Joe Biden is the front leader. And da, da, da. Yeah. I don't pay attention to any of those. Um, I don't know if America is ready for a female president. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that all of these women are in there. I do too. just gives other young girls um that visibility to see listen mm-hmm. i can do that too exactly i can stand up there and say i can be the president of the united states mm-hmm. and so i'm happy to see that mm-hmm. i just don't know if america is ready for a female president after we have had the first african-american president yeah it's a little too much too soon huh? i think so but i would love to see it myself yeah but hey we don't know. 
Wow. We do not know. I don't trust the poll numbers. I'm just telling you that. Yeah. I just don't trust them. Right. Who they're talking to. Okay. Maybe it's not mainstream America. <laughs> now, speaking of women, uh, you know, just out here now, the ladies are really making strides mm-hmm. and accomplishing big things. What do what does the climate of women in media look like to you right now? Being that you are on television and, and have had experience in radio, what does it look? How has it changed for you? Well, I can tell you the landscape has changed drastically. And when I was growing up, I saw a lot of white women on television. I'm seeing a lot of women of color, mm-hmm. a lot of Asian Americans um, on there. And then a lot of um, sisters who can rock a natural style. Okay. We we're not able to see that back yeah. in the day because you were seeing, you know, young blonde women, um, and you were seeing older white men. Mm-hmm. Now you're able to see a black man with dreads mm-hmm. and a black woman with crinkles. Mm-hmm. And they're on a national network. That, to me, has changed because we are giving people an opportunity who are skilled professionals and saying to them, you can still be who you are. We don't want to change you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you go on television, they tell you, hmm, I'm going to need you to cut that hair. I'm going to need you to um, try to work on your uh, enunciation. Mm, it's like that. More. Let's see if we can take a little bit more of the southern accent out. So they do try to change a few things about you. You know, and it's okay. There's a guideline. They want you to look a certain way. They don't want you to wear certain things. Mm. And that's okay because they're in the business of making money. They're in the business of having a look that they want to see. But it's also good to see so many African-American women as meteorologists. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Latinos who are uh, main news anchors in the mornings and in the evenings a lot that are out there reporting, doing national stories, Mm -hmm. and then going to the networks and working in L.A. and Chicago and New York. Mm -hmm. And so that, I think, has changed. What I think needs to continue to grow is the fact of the understanding of a culture of the people. Mm -hmm. So allowing them to bring a little bit more of who they are into the business. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're still asked to uh, at times, and it may not be... Um, sad, but it's a subliminal message. Hold back some of who you are. And that's okay because when you all go to a workplace, you can't go in there and tell your boss everything you want to do, what to say, and and all of that. But I still think there's work that needs to be done, but I'm so proud of what I have seen Mm -hmm. based on the last, let's just say, 25 years. Really? And it's a good thing, but there still needs to be more growth. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Nora O'Donnell is about to do the CBS Evening mm-hmm. News. Yeah. yeah. She like, wanted it a Nora. long time ago um, before they gave it to Jeff Glure. And now um, I think she's in a, a better place. And mm-hmm. I think she'll be awesome. Listen, Katie Couric did it yeah. uh, for several years and did well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see, though, what, would what you we like have to not see? seen is a woman of color. True. Tamron Hall, I think, could have done that and just 
done it so well. But she yeah. has her own show now. Yeah. So she's going to daytime television. But I would have liked to see a woman of color. We have mm-hmm. seen white women. Mm-hmm. We have not seen a woman of color lead it. No, and we haven't. And that's why I think more of our little girls of color need to see yeah. more people on news that look like them. Mm-hmm. And listen, more people in any industry that look like them. That's what they say in classical ballet. That's what they say if they're a violinist or a flutist or a pianist, that if they are African-American race car drivers, they are making the charge so that other young people can say, wow, he or she looks just like me. I can do it, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think is vital Yeah. Um, for me in seeing uh, more young people of color, more women of color. Um, and the day that I see an African-American woman get that spot, um, I think I'll probably be like my grandmother and uh, start cheering on the plastic in the <laughs> living room. <laughs> you on that plastic Janine, on the couch. Janine, it's probably going to be you on that CBS Evening News, okay, honey. so I have taken the uh, plastic off the couch, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janine Gordon, it is time for the Verbally Effective Minute where we are going to talk about some quick questions. You got to speak off the top of your dome and answer these questions. Okay. Some rapid fire, Okay. Janine Gordon, do you prefer radio or TV? And tell me why. I prefer television because television is a little bit more visual and I'm still able to be um, outgoing and vocalize everything that I want to say in a visual manner. Hey, when you go out and about, are you getting a lot of, hey, Janine Gordon type stuff now? No, I get all that all day long. You get it all day long? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was in Jamaica recently and... uh, my fiance said, no one is going to know you over here. I said, you're right. And someone said, excuse me, ma'am. Are you are you Janine from WMC? And I said, yeah. In Jamaica. And he was like, my wife said, mm, that was you. We were in Hot Springs. Wow. Are you the lady from the news? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's me. So, yeah, his thing with me is I can't take you anywhere. So, wow. Yeah. Your fiance. Yeah. You got a fiance. Congratulations. I, fiance. I didn't know you were yeah. engaged. After all the years of being a divorced woman, yes, I finally found the right one for me. Congratulations, Thanks, Janine. Man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me, too. Oh, you look you know, so happy. You go through a lot of, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm coming to that <laughs> wedding, baby. I know that. You'll be there. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Next question. Memphis or New Orleans? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I asked it. I asked it. Memphis or New Orleans? Memphis is my home. New Orleans is my second home. Oh, that's your answer. Yep, that's it. Girl, back. <laughs> what do you love about New Orleans, Janine? I love everything about it. The people, the food, the parties, and the fact that uh, in the middle of the day, I could hang there at the bar with the local attorney, mm-hmm. the judges, and everybody else, and it's 12 o'clock, and they say, oh, it's 2 o'clock. We all got to go back to work. I'll see you at 5. Okay, see you then. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. it. I just yeah. love everything about it. Okay. I'm going to let you have that answer, okay? Okay. Okay, if you could pick one of the hours of the day, which would it be, 5 a.m. or 5 p.m.? 5 a.m. Why, girl? Well, because now I get up early. I've gotten up early for the last 20 years of my life. You sure have. Now morning uh, television. And so I'm just an early riser now. It's the hardest thing to do to get up. But once you're up, you're up. And by 7, 8 o'clock, I'm done. 
You done? Mm-hmm. Done died or what? I'm glad yeah. you were able to hang Look, out with me today. <laughs> I hung out in love one night uh, for my cousin's baby shower, and it was like 11 o'clock, and I said, don't let me sit down. Don't let me sit down. I sat down, and Devin was looking at me. I was like... No, you weren't. I was asleep. At love. At love. I just said, hey, I I can't hang like that anymore. Wow. Okay. 31. Last question. Kids or dogs? Dogs. Why? Well, I have nine of them. Nine dogs. Nine dogs and no children. Oh, wow. What what do you like about these furry creatures, Janine? I, I just, I've always loved pets. I've had horses. I fish for, uh, with my father and uh, I've always had a rabbit, a horse, a dog. Uh, I'm allergic to cats now. So I've always had animals. Okay. And you then I fish. Know. I mean, you know, hey. Okay. A girl okay. who loves to fish and uh, who loves dogs. Oh, wow. Janine, I'm so happy you came today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You are awesome. And I really would like for you to verbally communicate to everyone in the Verbally Effective audience. Um, What is next for Janine Gordon? You know, I wish I could tell you what was next because um, Bluff City Life will be on for one year in September. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, And... I'm really trying to nurture that baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with the world of television, just like radio, you just never know from day to day, True. Or maybe year to year. But uh, I would hope they would give me the next two or three years to where I can continue to show everyone in this city um, what's going on in and around them and the people that are making it happen and the organizations mm-hmm. that are spearheading a lot of this and the youth who are out there. Uh, hitting the ground, running every single time. So I hope they give me three years. I pray mm-hmm. they give me more, but I hope they give me three years. You're going to get what you want, girl. Thank you. You're going to get what you want. Now, how can everybody get in touch with Janine Gordon? Oh, Lord, I am all over everything. <laughs> I am on Facebook, Janine Gordon. Uh, I am also on Instagram for Janine on Bluff City, Janine mm-hmm. Ramel, uh, Janine on Five, and Twitter. At Janine Gordon. You can find me, honey, or you can just email me. Or you can go jgordon at wmctv.com. Hey, now, now look, <laughs> fellas, don't be all in her DMs. You heard you heard what she said. She engaged now. Congratulations, Janine. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This My was so much fun. Yes. So good, like being behind this mic. I, just, I know. <laughs> but, you know, we do really, we need some time to go get some drinks and some yeah some more catching up to do well you know i'm always ready okay well i'm to hit you up and, honey uh, you make a great gumbo yeah and i make a great cocktail yeah look that's all we need that's <laughs> all we need janine gordon <laughs> thank you janine episode 75 of verbally effective is in the books